Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Goal Achievers. Hey, it's Hal Elrod. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to make sure that you know the big announcement that um, we made last week, which is, or the other day, I guess, depends on when you're listening to this, but that the best year ever blueprint, the live experience that has changed thousands of people's lives in a single weekend, uh, is uh, this is the last year that we are ever going to run this event. So it was a big decision that I made uh, based on my health. I just feel like um, it's a big stressor for me every year trying to, uh, you know, we always sell out the event, but it's just always every year leading up to it. And I don't know. Did, I, I create a lot of stress over it. And so I decided I've got to honor myself and honor my family. And uh, I'm taking a year off of doing of any event. So we're, we're not doing our mastermind. We're not doing our live event. Uh, and uh, we announced that on the special bonus podcast that John Berghoff and I did recently via Facebook live stream. So with that, if you would like to attend the last, and I will tell you, it will be the best, the best, best year ever blueprint live experience, uh, head over to best youreverlive.com. There are literally just, uh, you know, I don't know the exact number, but there are not very many tickets left. We are almost sold out. When we made the announcement last week on the live stream, we, you know, we sold 15 tickets in like, you know, a matter of minutes. And uh, I know that we are, we're very close to the, uh, the final sellout for the event. So check that out. And today you're about to hear an interview, uh, not, not an interview, a conversation with someone that's become a friend. He lives a mile away from me. His name is Brandon Hawk, and he is hailed by one of his CEO clients as some sort of hybrid of Tony Robbins and Martin Luther King Jr., uh, which is quite quite a comparison. But Brandon Hawk is an expert in human potential. After joining the U.S. Olympic tennis team at age 17, Brandon had the opportunity to taste the double-edged sword of success at a very young age, and he retired from tennis in his early 20s due to injury and began a 10-year journey of studying, developing, and testing principles of personal transcendence and human connection. And uh, if I If I can impress you with a big number here, Brandon now works exclusively with CEOs who pay up to $250,000 a year to develop their capacity for a more quality, productive, and fulfilling life. And uh, Brandon is the author of the brand new book called You. Uh, That's the name of the book, Y-O-U, pretty simple, but uh, it's a very, very deep book. And the subtitle is A Guide to Deeper Connection, A Lifestyle of Ease, and Massive Results. And uh, I'll tell you, Brandon, he coaches J.P. Sears, uh, who's a friend of mine and uh, a well-known, famous individual uh, who's one of many high-level clients that Brandon works with. And uh, I'm excited for you to hear the conversation, and you're about to hear how Brandon and I first met. Enjoy this week's episode. Here we go. Goal achievers. Hey, this is Hal Elrod, and uh, it is my great pleasure to connect with you today and uh, to introduce you to my friend. Uh, I would say a new friend, but we've been friends. We've known each other for about a year 
Brandon Hawk. In fact, uh, here's how I met Brandon. Uh, another friend of mine, J.P. Sears, a friend of ours, I should say. Uh, J.P. Sears, who you may know, the you know YouTube famous uh, conscious comedian who's traveling the world right now, inspiring people through comedy and elevating consciousness through comedy. So J.P. Uh, says, Hal, hey, he just moved to Austin. Uh, J.P. did uh, a while back. And he said, Hal, I just moved to Austin. And uh, I, I'm going over to a friend's house, Brandon and his wife, Ginny Hawk, and their, their lovely children. And uh, we're going to have some food and love for you to join us. And so my wife, Ursula, and I went over to Brandon and Ginny's beautiful home uh, overlooking Lake Austin. And we stood in the kitchen. Brandon, we all kind of, there was a little small talk. We're getting to know each other a little bit. And, and uh, there was a handful of couples there. And Brandon says, hey, I'd, everybody, I'd love to invite you all in the kitchen to gather around. And uh, so we all stand in a circle around his center island. And uh, I've, you know, it's been about a year or actually probably more than that. So uh, I don't remember word for word what was said, of course. But uh, generally, Brandon, I'll kind of paraphrase, uh, he basically just he talked about how grateful he was for all of us to be together and what an honor it was for him and what a beautiful experience it was for him and his wife and to have us in, in their home. And uh, the, the gratitude and the acknowledgement of each of us for being there and, and the way Brandon just shared, I mean, you've never heard anybody speak from such authentic love and appreciation for life and for people and really for the moment, really for the moment that we were all sharing at that time. And I just remember thinking, I remember what I was feeling. I was feeling like, wow, I love this guy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I felt, I just felt a deep love for Brandon. Mm. And yeah, yeah. You, you received that brother? I received, I'm getting it right, right in my heart here, getting a big old heart on just hearing that. Awesome. Oh, heart awesome. swelling up. <laughs> right. a, a heart on h-e-a-r-t got it yeah uh, yeah for a second i went wait a minute did i hear it uh but uh, no and, and 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 uh but but and i remember thinking that i want to be like brandon i i thought i i i have people over to my house all the time i never really you know i don't ever stop them to just to to acknowledge the moment that we are all sharing together. And so, uh, Brandon, you know what, because in true Brandon fashion there, you know, I, I was about to do this on my own, but I thought, no, I'm going to invite Brandon. And, and, and he was not expecting this. I just literally thought of this in the last two seconds. Brandon, would you, uh, say some form of Brandon Hawk-esque acknowledgement yeah. for the moment that you, I, and everyone listening are sharing right now? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I love that. Uh, that's what you asked and, uh, hello everyone. How thank you. Like, thank you. That's what comes up inside of me right now is just a, a real thank you to you for what you've created on the planet, the miracle that is you and the wake that I feel like I'm living in now as an author because of you. And I really want you to hear that, that I have a deep gratitude in this moment for the wake that you've created for so many. Hmm. And I hope you understand that and everyone understands that, how easy it is to follow behind a boat that's already going. And just to get into that groundswell and that wake that is you, it's an honor. It's an honor to be on this podcast. It's an honor to be connecting to you. It is an honor that... Uh, 
yeah, you've opened up your world to me and it's not something I take lightly. And yeah, I am, uh, I feel a deep gratitude for this moment. I feel a deep gratitude for you and I hope you feel it, the success that you have had and the transformation that you have created for so many. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I, I receive that. I receive that very much. Now, are you, by the way, are you at your house just like a mile from me right now? You know, I'm not. Okay. I am in Abilene, Texas today. God, I was going to say, yeah, well, why aren't we? We should have done this in person, but either way. The next, <laughs> so, so let's, let's get into, uh, I want to, I want to introduce the audience to you. I want to hear about you. So you, I, you know, I heard one of your CEO clients hail you as some sort of hybrid of Tony Robbins and Martin Luther King Jr. And I thought, wow, that's that's quite. You know, I don't think anybody would, uh, you know, not want to be associated with those two individuals and, and be a combination of the two. Uh, you're an expert in human potential. That's how I know you. Uh, the work that you've done with JP, he, you know, and, and and Brandon is not only a friend of JP's, he's coached JP, but you are a world class expert in human potential. So. I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself and you know your your history on the uh, U.S. Olympic team and and how you got to doing the work you're doing today and and writing the book uh, that you uh, that you wrote. Mm, awesome, yeah. I've, speaking of JP, what a what an amazing what an amazing person and yeah. his meteoric rise uh, has just been phenomenal to be a part of, to watch and to be connected to. So for all those out there that don't know JP, where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you're needing some, which we all are humor in our life, check out JP Sears. Go to YouTube and just type in (laughs) JP Sears, and you'll, you'll you'll go down a rabbit hole of joy and laughter. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you will for sure. Yeah, uh, where it started for me, uh, son of a bull rider. Uh, my dad was a professional bull rider, grew up in West Texas, and my dad didn't want us to go down that path, but he was a sports fanatic and put us in many sports. And at an early age, I was very successful in tennis. Uh, I was one of the top players in the nation at a very early age and made the U.S. national team at 14, traveled all over the world you know, at the age of 14 with the U.S. national team. And at the age of 17, won a round in the main draw of the U.S. Open. And uh, my dream was to play in Wimbledon. Played it, played in Wimbledon. I was, uh, speaking of Austin, I was a freshman All-American at the University of Texas. Oh, wow. And just have had a, um, yeah, a lot of great uh, moments uh, with tennis. And, uh, biggest thing that tennis gave me was the, uh, was the ability to travel all over the world and see life and see how the world lives and to take on, to broaden my perspective. And, and then the other thing that, that tennis gave me was success at an early age and an understanding that external success, uh, didn't complete me <laughs> and that um actually accomplishing my goals was awesome but it was not the end result it was not the it wasn't the savior of my life per se and i had a goal to play in wimbledon since i was like 10 years old i did it at the age of 20 and you would have thought that that moment would have been 
you know, you would have thought it would have been the, this great moment, but I remember going back to my flat and experiencing just an immense amount of pain, um, especially pain on an emotional level. And uh, what I was able to look back on is all the years of bypassing myself to create a result. Uh, what so do you mean by that? You know, uh, bypassing my heart, right? Uh, overgiving, overperforming, overdoing, doing for the approval of my father, you know, playing and achieving, being a hyper achiever. I work with high level CEOs who escape through achievement. Mm. And being a hyper achiever is really an escape for emotional pain. And and there is nothing wrong with achieving and success and accomplishing goals. It is amazing and awesome. And I don't want to throw shade on that in any way. There's just a new game in town, Hal, and that game is doing it in a connected fashion, not overgiving and overproducing and bypassing our heart to produce a result, but uh, bringing ourselves and our heart along with that success. And for me, I bypassed a lot of myself at an emotional level to produce results. And I was a good producer, uh, a great achiever, uh, but I would do that at the cost of how I felt. Mm. And uh, it produced a person that when he accomplished his biggest goal, had to pay the piper emotionally, right? I had to feel all those places that I had been bypassing. And so it was a beautiful moment for me. Maybe one of the hardest moments of my life was to uh, be on that floor crying my eyes out. And that was at what age? Yeah, I was at the age of 20. Got it. So I got to experience that very early, that external success is amazing, but it does, doesn't have to come at the cost of myself and that I don't have to abandon my heart to produce these results. And yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I've been on a journey of, I, I, I retired from tennis. Uh, I went back home instead of capitalizing on my tennis career. I went back home with my family and started asking all the questions and, you know, like, why can we achieve together, but we can't be together. Why can we, do a lot together and, and produce and perform, but we can't be sad with each other. And why is sadness not a part of our life? Why do we escape through impenetrable optimism? Hmm. And um, yeah, you know, why is it easy to do religion together, but we can't do real life together? We can't hurt together. We can't be uh, with each other emotionally. And we have to even agree to get along. Like we can't just celebrate the diversity that is us. And so I started to go there and ask all the questions. And um, from that place, uh, I had started a college ministry. Uh, and uh, that college ministry turned out from seven guys to 500 college students coming to hear me speak every week. And so I did that for a few years. And if you can draw people, surely you need to become a senior pastor. So I became a, which I hope you can hear the sarcasm in that, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I became a senior pastor of a church in West Texas at a very early age, at the age of 27 and grew it to a very large place. Also growing my dad and our family business as well. 
And so I got to experience uh, in that moment that uh, I was not a great pastor, but I really enjoyed leading leaders. And in that process, I created a school of transformation that I turned into. I left being a pastor and I turned my uh, school of transformation into a for-profit coaching company. And for the last, uh, yeah, for the last 10 years, I've been working with uh, high-level CEOs, professional athletes, entertainers on the business of themselves and helping guide them back home into their heart so that they can produce, uh, yeah, connected success. All right. So that, yeah, I want to, I want to explore that and, and we can even do it in the context of your, the book. So the new book, it's called you, Y O U. I love that. What, what, a, that's like the best title ever. <laughs> um, but the, the yeah. subtitle though gives, I think gives us more of, of a glimpse into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and what we've already been talking about, which is it's a guide to deeper connection, a lifestyle of ease and massive results. We can go anywhere that you want to go, but but I you know I'd almost say we could you know breaking down the, all three of those you know a guide to deeper connection. What does deeper connection look like with ourselves, with the people that we love, with those that we lead? What does a lifestyle of ease look like to you? How do you define that? How do we create that? And then, and then I, I you know I kind of like that massive results is at the end because it's like uh, I, I, you know maybe you'll you'll speak on this, but it's like the uh, the other two are, I feel to me feel much more important, right? Having that. Yeah connection with ourselves and others, having a lifestyle of ease. And then from that place of being connected, coming from ease, we create massive results. So, uh, so yeah, man, take it over. Yeah, we can have, we can have all of that. Uh, I know that I grew up, you could only have massive results if it was going to be hard and heavy and disconnected from yourself. That's how I grew up. Like you gotta, you gotta suck it up and you gotta, you know, grind harder than everyone else. And it's gotta be hard and it's gotta be heavy. And that's the only way to results. So, but then you, you know, you go into the other side, if you're going to live a lifestyle of connection and ease, well, then you have to be void of results and success. Hmm. And that I wanted all of that. And I still do. And that's been the journey I've been on is let's bring these two worlds together. Let's bring the soft and the hard together. Uh, when I mean soft self-love, right. Can heart connection. And let's bring those together with, you know, U.S. Open, Wimbledon, Quantum Results, uh, selling companies, you know, those big time achievements. And uh, what I found out, we can have both. And but it does start uh, with deeper connection. And where I like to go is just deeper connection with myself, because I can't give to another what I don't have. And when dad, when, you know, I've got three beautiful children. When dad's not connected, the environment that I create is a disconnected environment. But when dad is deeply connected, when Brandon is deeply connected to himself, man, the environment that I create for my family, the environment that I create for my employees, the environment that I create in my world is just so alive, so yeah. intimate, right? You can, uh, you experience that at my home. There's a, there's a level of intimacy that I bring when I'm in that place. And but it, it has to start with me. And, and there's three questions that I ask myself every morning. I ask myself, what do I want to feel today? Okay. Huh? What do I really want? What do I really want? And I get selfish, right? You know, and, but it, it's not selfish. It's being self-full. Being full of myself is a good thing. 
what am I feel? What do I want to feel? What do I really want out of the day? And then what am I willing to do about it? Mm. What's the inspired action that I need to take so that I can have what I want and I can feel the way that I want to feel? Because when I'm that intentional about how I want to feel and what I want and the inspired action that I need to take, well, I'm creating a life that really rewards me. And when I create a life that really rewards me and a life that fills me up, what do I do? I overflow onto my world. Man, when I'm feeling tapped into, when I'm feeling supported, when I'm feeling connected, I mean, it is just a, a, a natural overflow of my life is to, is to outpour onto everyone else around me. Yeah. But when I'm bypassing me, man, my giving becomes taking. I talk a lot about this in my book, how that, that uh, most giving, if giving happens from a depleted place, it's really taking in disguise. And I speak to a group of high achievers or a group of achievers and to a society that overgives, that gives beyond their capacity, their true capacity. And when they do that, they turn the people that they're giving to into thieves. They end up resenting them. They end up blaming them. They end up, yeah, and it, and it creates demonization and then ultimately disconnection and separation and divorce. And I am big on giving within capacity protects connection. Uh, it protects connection with ourselves, and it protects connection with others around us. How do you connect deeper with yourself? And when I say you, I would say, how do you personally, and, and then how would you, how, what would you, you know, encourage others to do in terms of being able to connect deeper with yourself? What does that look like? What's the practice? Is that through meditation? Is it through prayer? Is it through both? Is it through something else? I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, ha- I have a process called the five A's that I take my clients through that they now take their businesses through and their world through. And it is a process of connecting with yourself in the morning and how to flow your emotional energy and how to really connect into yourself at an emotional level. Okay. And the first one is awareness, just getting aware of what's happening inside of your body. So I spend five minutes, five to seven minutes, just getting aware of what's going on in my body, AKA just meditative state, no thought, you know, just kind of just feeling what's going on connecting to uh the aliveness and energy that is me okay awesome so so awareness getting awareness aware of uh-huh. what's going on in your body and when you say in your body you mean physically and emotionally mentally i mean all the things i would imagine all of it all yeah. of it like you know let's just take maybe i wake up one morning and i'm feeling some real density in my chest right like i'm just feeling like oh some heaviness in my chest yeah so we're taught to just act like that's not there, but we know that what dense emotional energy disease turns into disease. Yeah. And un- unless that is what accepted and flowed, it, it, it turns into hardened energy uh, that we then have to deal with later on in our life or even in the, our younger years. I had a, I had a tumor in my, in my colon that had to be removed. That's where I held all of my anxiety and it was the size of an orange that wow. had to be removed. And it's just dense, hard energy, bypassed emotional energy in my stomach. Yeah, that I didn't even know how to connect to. So I started in my morning and I start connecting and getting aware of what's happening inside of me. 
Okay. Number two is number two is acceptance. I just start to accept it. I don't judge it because we have a tendency to judge, especially dense energy as right or wrong, but I don't judge it. And I just come into a place of fully accepting it. I believe that what you accept, you can heal and transform what you deny, right? You can't. Yeah. And I come into this place of deep acceptance uh, of what is and what is happening inside of me without any judgment. And just, and, and, and I end that part with just saying, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for you. Whatever's showing up, whatever it is, let's just talk about that dense energy, right? In our chest or in our stomach, got a knot in your stomach. And I'm just like, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Number three is amplify. I amplify instead of running from it, instead of uh, escaping into my phone or escaping into manic action or hyper productivity to avoid it. I connect to it because I know that that dense emotional energy I call lead. I love to turn lead into gold. You can use that, that lead, that dense emotional energy, and you can transmute that energy into all oh, greater clarity, inspired action. There's so much fuel in the density. And so I take that density and I amplify the energy. Okay. I amplify it, I amplify it, and I bring it up and out. And I go up, up by, by putting my full focus on it, full amplification. I come up, 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 all the way up, 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 up and out. All dense emotional energy wants one thing. It wants resolution. Okay. Mm. Wants resolution. And so I resolve that energy by acknowledging it, by getting aware and accepting it, and then amplifying it. And what happens when you bring that up, you start to, this is called emotional fitness, right? You, you start to sweat. You actually start to sweat because you are shifting your state. So my state has been shifted by coming up and out with the energy by amplifying it. And then from that place, I step into affirmation. I start to affirm myself. I'm like, man, whoa, look at you. Look at you, B-Hawk. I start talking third person, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You came through for yourself. You did not bypass you. I mean, you feel the new state change. You are so strong. You're so powerful. And now you're actually feeling the affirmation rather than just saying the affirmation without the feeling. That's fine. That can do some things. But man, where you want to see the true power is when you say your affirmations from a state of feeling. Like you truly feel it. Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree more. I, I I write about that in the Miracle Morning that if you just repeat an affirmation kind of mindlessly without feeling behind it, you know, it'd be. I I, I like looking at the kind of an example or or a parallel where if somebody says, "Brandon, you're stupid," yeah. I go, uh, uh, "Okay, you know," and you try to have some <laughs> thoughts about, well, you know, that that person's not very nice or they're kind of a jerk. But if somebody got in your face and screamed with intensity those same words right you can put the, any words in that right you the the experience you would have emotionally the impact it would make on your psyche both in that moment and long term are radically different and so to me it, that's a parallel in the same way the, awesome. the way we utilize the words that we say to ourselves with the intensity the emotion behind it determines the impact it has on our immediate psyche and our immediate well-being uh, as well as the long term. So anyway, so yeah, I just echoing what you're it's, saying. 
and, and, and this is the hardest part with like understanding what's happening to you on an emotional level. You can't selectively open emotionally. So if you're going to open to like, man, I'm awesome. And this is awesome and joy and celebration. You have to also be willing to open yourself to the density, right? The wrongness, the shame, the guilt. And so that's a part that I don't think is talked about enough is that if you're going to live in a truly emotionally open and connected state, you, you can't selectively open. And most of our society is built around emotional pain denial. And if you, if you have a belief that emotional pain is wrong, then you're going to numb yourself out and you won't open yourself to celebration and joy either. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be willing to experience both the density and the gold. And, and so amplifying the energy, right? Number three brings you up and out into a place of true affirmation where you like feel it. Like I came through for me. I showed up for parts of me that been stuck. I didn't abandon me when I needed me most, man. I am badass, right? I am powerful. And you're in this. Now you've totally shifted your state from feeling heavy, dense energy in the morning that you were about to override with with caffeine and manic action. And now you have truly shifted your state. And now you're in an affirmed, connected state to your highest self. And from that, number five is inspired action. Now we're listening. Now we're listening. Okay. What is the inspired action today? What is the inspired action? Oh, okay. Make that call. Oh, okay. Make that sales call. Boom. Okay. Reach out to that person. Oh, okay. Boom, right? Now we're in an inspired state rather than a manic state. And most people, the action movement, most people take action out of, ma- out of mania, out of uh, unprocessed fear. They're bypassing themselves. So I'll just take action and maybe my action will remedy this feeling. And it never does. You end up like Brandon, thinking that Wimbledon was going to fix you and it didn't. And I'm a big proponent of not taking manic action, but taking inspired action. How you take inspired action is by, is through connecting with yourself, uh, through connecting with your heart. And so those are the five A's, you know, we have awareness, acceptance. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. I just, I was formatted weird on my computer. Awareness, acceptance, amplify. Affirm and then inspired action, which is IA, but we can call it. (laughs) <laughs> got it <laughs> well, well, well you just put the i is in print or the inspired is in parentheses and then it's inspired action that makes sense so that's your that's your process that you'll that you do in the day so let me let me let me repeat this back to you and tell me if i got any of this if i'm if i'm off or anything to clarify here so with awareness i got that you you spend some time and i think you said five to seven minutes getting aware of what's going on inside you uh energetically so mentally, physically, emotionally, right? What What's inside? How are you feeling? Listening to your body, listening to your emotions. The second acceptance is to accept what's happening inside of you without any judgment or resistance. That's right. Yeah? And then amplify uh, instead of avoiding this. Then I like this one. This is where I think I got I got the most out of the amplification here. This third one is instead of avoiding your inner feelings, such as you know by being busy or grabbing your phone or turning on the TV or just tuning out, you put your full focus into those feelings and really feel them, amplify them versus avoid them and push them down. And then right, like you said, they manifest later as you know disease or. And, and let me just say this: emotions are what energies in motion. Yeah. So we, we we really personalize them, like oh, it's 
we call we put language to it like it's I'm scared or I'm you know I feel uh, afraid. What are you really saying? That is you're just that is just uh, dense emotional energy that is in motion in your body. Energies that are in motion in your body, and so uh, I like to even stay away from personalizing those energies. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, have you have you read? Uh, I'm reading right now, and it's a book I started a long time ago. And for whatever reason, I, I put it down. And now that I've started picked it back up, I go, "This is the best book I've ever read." How in the hell did I put this down? <laughs> um, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Have you read that one? Uh, I'm a I'm a massive Michael Singer fan. You are okay. So because your yeah, your work really reflects have, a lot of the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the surrender in his book, the Surrender Experiment, really his life story of how this all process looks. You know, has 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 played out on a, uh, on an external level is, is a beautiful book as well. So yeah, I've got that on my, it's my, it's on my wish list, my cart. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go into the next. So again, we, the book, uh, Brandon's book, you, a deeper guy, a guide to deeper connection, which we just covered the way you handle that first piece to connect with yourself every day is through the five A's awareness, acceptance, amplification, affirmation and inspired action the second piece of the book is a lifestyle of ease how do you define that and and how do you create it it's uh, i like to call it the law of least resistance right there's a law that governs the universe the least produces the most smallest seed produces the biggest plant and how a lot of our the things that we do are just fluff that they're not the real thing that's producing the result Actually, oftentimes it's the thing that's hindering the result. And while we overdo and overproduce and overwork is because we're not good with being our, with, with ourselves, and we're not good with being with ourselves in the stillness when mm-hmm. we have nothing to do. I call it white space, but you can't create a masterpiece if you don't have white space. And it is so important for me to have white space so that I can create masterpieces. Um, rather than just living my life in busyness. Mm. Um, and, and so the law of least effort is this, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual law that truly governs our universe that, you know, this least or ease, this thing of non-attached doing potent doing produces the most. Mm. And, it's really something that has been a shift for me that life does not have to be hard. Life does not have to be heavy. And that the promise of all great masters, right? Jesus, even Buddha was what? I mean, they're, 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 they had a, an idea and an understanding of come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, for I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, for it is easy and it is light. So the life that we're supposed to live is not hard and heavy, but easy and light. And if it is hard and heavy, you're carrying a yoke that you don't need to be carrying. And I'm really starting to lean into that, that uh, life can happen that way. And the small seed, the small potent seed can produce a massive result. And, you know, I've been able with my coaching company, I've been able to you know, make millions of dollars with my coach. I'm one of the highest paid coaches in the industry. And I work four to six hours a week. When I say work, you get what I'm like. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm saying actual work hours, uh, four to six hours a week. And so I have an experience of working 
80 hours a week hustling and grinding and making it hard and heavy and getting paid a certain amount of money, you know, getting paid 60 to 80,000. And now I have a, an experience of working four to six hours a week and getting paid 600,000 to a million dollars a year personally. Yeah. And so I have an experience that the least can produce the most. And this is what, a hard real. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I want, I want to, uh, for anybody listening, I'm sure that caught their attention. Like, okay, well, well, I, I want to work four to six hours a week and, and produce 600,000 to a million dollars a year in, in income. Can you give a little more clarity? Uh-huh. Like give us a peek behind the curtain. What, what does that look like? I, I you know, it's, it's, whatever it's your a perspective company. shift. It's a perspective shift in what comes the easiest has to demand the most value. Okay. Mm. But that's not a, that's not a reality that most people live in. And for people that really understand, like, like if you hear me anything today, like get this right here, okay. what you do the easiest, like what you do in your sleep, what you would give away for free, <laughs> charge the most. Mm. And That's if you'll get, cause I do this, uh, yeah, let that? me just say this. I just have to say this because I, I, my own experience, my favorite thing in the world to do is speaking right? To get on stage uh, yeah. and to, to inspire an audience in person and uh, connect real time. Um, that's what I'm paid the most to do. And it is the easiest thing for me to do. So, uh, wow. I just, when you hit, it just, that struck me when you said that. So keep, keep and, going. And that's, and that's why you live the life you live. Okay. Because you tapped into that. And that's why you do have financial surplus in your life. And, and money's just energy. That's why you have energetic surplus is because you've tapped into that. And, and, I want to say this, and this is not to demean anybody. This is not to demean a profession. This has nothing to do with demeaning someone working hard. You know, I'm, not, I'm not talking, I love to get my hands in the clay, right? I'm not talking against that. What I'm talking about is a lifestyle of flow, a lifestyle that feels good, a lifestyle that is connected, a lifestyle that is potent. My, if, if, if hard work produced the most money, the guy that does my pool and the guy that does my yard would make a lot more money than me sure. because I can guarantee you they, they work hours wise way more than I do way more than I do on actual hours, but it is about perspective. It is about, okay, what I would do for free. Now I need to what? put the highest price tag on it rather than selling what is hard to me. And and where does that come from? And that's what I get to in my book is why do we charge the most for the hardest thing? And why do most people spend their time doing stuff that they don't really like to do, but they charge for it because they feel deservant. They, they, they feel deservant and worthy of getting paid for hard stuff. Well, you, yeah, what came to me is artists. Right. You know, I think like Picasso, I don't think that painting was hard for him. I think it was probably the easiest thing in the world for him to do. Right. That's right. Um, so, you know, and I don't know him personally, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I think that's, and if everyone in here would, would, would go to a place of finding out what is your genius, what would you do for free? And then going, okay, I'm going to stand in the emotional tension of putting the highest price on that. And there's an emotional tension that emerges. You know how it is when you up your, your prices on your speaking, there's a little bit of an emotional tension that comes up. Like, Completely. are they going to, are they going to really pay for that? Is that, am I really worth it? Yeah. And for you sure. have, and you have to deal with that emotional tension. If you don't deal with that emotional tension, what will you do? 
you will stay in the same price. You may even lower your price. So a big key to charging what you're worth and stepping into this lifestyle of ease is having the ability to deal with emotional tension that comes up in your body. And when not I think abort- the practices that you gave us today help with that, right? Because because it, it all it's all about it's all about how you feel inside. That's what one thing I haven't shared on the podcast. I don't think, and and I won't. We won't go deep today, but I'll probably do an entire episode on this. But as a result of what the chemotherapy I've been taking for my cancer has done to my brain, you know, they call it chemo brain. For the first time in my life, I've been dealing with increasing, I mean, anxiety, depression, and and even thoughts of suicide. And I, I would never yeah. do it. I wouldn't do it in a million years, but I understand now, oh, this is what it's like to be in such a dark place mm-hmm. that you don't want to live anymore. I'm like, damn. And, and Brandon, here's the crazy thing, right? If you look at my life, it checks all the boxes. I'm living the life yeah. of my dreams. I have the family that I love. I have, right, my, ch- my wife and I are, are doing really well. I'm literally living, this is, there's nothing, there's almost nothing I would change in my life. It's exactly what I wanted. But um, whether it's because of the chemo or somebody else is suffering from some other, whatever the reason is, if you don't enjoy your life, if you don't free yourself, and, and, and I love the process that you gave these five A's, I'm going to implement these in my own life. And the three questions, what do I want to feel today? What do I really want out of the day? And what am I willing to do about it? Right. I mean, those are the three questions that number one, I'm, I'm, let me, I'm, let me connect the dots here, make sure I'm doing this right. What yeah. do I want to feel today connects with your, the first part of your book, a, a guide to deeper connection, yeah, You're connecting. Right. What do I want to feel? What do I really want out of the day? That's a lifestyle of ease. What do I want? Not what do I have to do? What do I really want? And the third piece, what am I willing to do about it? That question leads you to your massive results, which that, that's right. Did I, did I connect the dots on there? Oh, you got it, man. You did great. I would say, I would say your brain's functioning really well. That's what people keep <laughs> My brain's not working. They keep saying it's not working. Um, but uh, no, well, so uh, I'd love to keep chatting with you, but I know we have a time restraint. Anything to say before I uh, remind everybody of yeah. what the book's about, I, where they can get it? I'd, I'd love to say this to you on what's emerging in your life. Uh, the depression, right? The deep rest mm-hmm. that having a season, a season of, we call depression bad and wrong in our produce for value society, right? We live in a produce for value society that the more you produce, the more valuable you are. Mm -hmm. And so we demonize depression, but I think depression is a beautiful gift of integration that's wanting to happen in most people's life. That if we will surrender to the deep rest, that is depression. Mm that our body's just wanting to rest. We're wanting to just like, ah, like get into that deep, deep rest state. And if we won't judge the depression and lean into it, what happens is, is we get these deep, deep restful moments and the potency that comes from that, the creativity that comes from that is massive. The hard part is most people, you know, we're scared of the depression because how, how deep is the well? Uh, well, well, Brandon, does that mean I'm just going to lay in bed for three months and, and, and I can't pay my bill? You know, we go into all this future stuff. That's not really, uh, what it's all about. It's really about listening and leaning in and accepting fully what is happening. And, and for you, your body is saying, Hey, Hey, how like rest, mm. just lean into this deep rest. Stop, don't demonize it. Don't call it wrong or bad surrender into it 
And, and what I want you to know is the energy, the connection, the results that will emerge from that place of surrendering to the deep rest. Yeah, that's, it's even bigger than what you've created in your life now. I needed that, Brandon. That, uh, and that's I, I have a, a spiritual coach that I spoke with the other day, and and she said in her own way, similar to what you just said, but you really, really just helped tie kind of a bow on on that. And uh, yeah, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for this. And 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 that's the biggest part of you know the final part, massive results, right? I've experienced from my season of deep rest, I've never been more prosperous, and it didn't have to come from a place of abandoning what was trying to happen. A place that I had to override resting. And it came from rest and living from rest. You know, the law of rest is, and for those who rest, the desires of their heart will, will manifest. And it's Psalm 37 and wait patiently upon me and I will what give you the desires of your heart. And I know everyone on this podcast comes from different religious backgrounds. And that is to me, not, not, that that is a, a a spiritual law that when yeah. you learn to rest and wait patient patiently, the des- true desires of your heart will manifest. So that's what I've experienced with the massive results. It's not something that's ethereal or conceptual. It this book is experiential, and it's experiential for my clients. And uh, yeah, I'm just I've been so excited to birth this thing and get it out to the world, and really honored that you gave me an opportunity to. Yeah, to to share and to connect to your world, how? Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. deeply thankful. Well, as am I. Like I said, you you've added a ton of value to my life uh, during the last 45 minutes that we've been chatting, and um, I'd imagine for the uh, listeners of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Um, so, everybody, the book is you. It's called You Y O U. A Guide to Deeper Connection, A Lifestyle of Ease, and Massive Results. It is by my good friend here, Brandon Hawk, and you can get it uh, on Amazon.com in a couple different formats. So highly encourage you to, if you you enjoyed Brandon's wisdom today, um, I'm sure you're going to love the book. So Brandon, I can't wait till uh, next time we run into each other here in Austin. Yeah, brother. All right. Love you, buddy. Take care. All right. Love you. Talk soon. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 